Welcome to Song Talk Radio, the show with songwriters talking to other songwriters about the craft of songwriting. We share tips, tools, and techniques, and together we all become better at writing songs. I'm your host, Neil Modi, and filling in for Phil Emery, my co-host, singer-songwriter and music educator from Boston, Susan Catanio. Thanks again Hello, for joining Neil. us. Hello, Neil. Hi, are doing, how are Susan? you? <laughs> I'm doing quite well. Thank you for joining us again. <laughs> We really love to love, be here. Oh, that, that's great because we always love having you on the on the podcast, and your and your great music brain is always a great <laughs> a great leg up on our on our show. Um, so everybody else, please send in your comments and questions to at Song Talk Radio on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or feedback at songtalk.ca, and we'll share your thoughts on the show. And please visit songtalk.ca to see the show post for this episode, to follow links to resources we mention, and to download lyric and chord sheets to follow along with the songs that we feature. And uh, before we get to uh, tonight's guest, just uh, another heads up about our songwriting challenge um, the, for 2023 is to write a song in a mode. So we're looking forward to uh, hearing our listeners uh, submit their answers. Um, uh, Phil and I are going to be uh, sharing our answers to the challenge in June. And of course, on the website, songtalk.ca, on the sidebar, there is a link there to a dedicated web page where we're continuing to add resources. And I saw a great little video on my YouTube channel again. It's a tiny little three-minute video um, where the where the, the, the video host literally shows you how to write a guitar riff, a heavy metal guitar riff in Locrian. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah, I want to see that. That sounds great. It, and he does it in three minutes. I'm like, this is brilliant. <laughs> it's right to the point. And, nice. and and explains how the mode works and and all that and then and then tells you how to do it on on the electric cool. guitar. Of course, he uses a he uses a MIDI uh, piano roll view to show you yeah. the notes and then and then plays it on on the guitar. So I think the world pretty... needs more Locrian songs. Definitely, there aren't enough. Oh, absolutely. Especially <laughs> as we discussed on on the show where we investigated a couple modes like modern pop songs, major yeah. minor. That's pretty yeah. much it. Like no one's yeah. no one's exploring those kind of spaces um, anymore unless you go to jazz, classical, or or mm-hmm. more indie uh, indie stuff. So it's yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, I don't know. Like there, there's got to be a there's got to be a thing where where it swings the other way and people become yes. more experimental in, in, in the pop area um, yeah. with music. We want to, I want to see something like that. And, um, and uh, a little bit of, um, a little bit of misheard lyrics <laughs> that happened today um, or, or earlier today, Susan posted a, a great little video on her social media singing uh, time after time by Cindy Lauper. And who was the other songwriter? Rob. Heyman. Rob Heyman, um, and uh, and of course she was displaying the lyrics on there, and and, and the and the line that had um, what was that suitcase of suitcase memories? Suitcase of memories, yeah. time and, after time, right? And of course I've been hearing that song since I was like nine years old, and I always heard it as soon came the memories, soon came the memories. <laughs> that's how I've always heard it for forty years, and just today I saw that version of it. I was like, that's got to be right because. You know, you, you would have done your research before you've posted that video. Or maybe I had a moment of like, oh, God, I got it wrong. Have I been singing it wrong? But no, it is a suitcase of memories. memories. Which is so much better. Which line. is a fabulous it's metaphor. Fantastic. It's a great little metaphor. Right? And soon came the memories. What is that? Even? Yeah. <laughs> well, we need to write a soon came the memories song in Locrian. Right. There we go. 
It's a, it's a whole new song. It's a misheard lyric, and sometimes the best songs come out of misheard lyrics. Uh, absolutely, it reminds right? me. Of th- it reminds me of a jam session I had when I was like seventeen years old in high school. I was playing keyboards. Um, my friend was singing into the microphone, and my other friend was playing guitar, and we were just jamming out something. And and the little experiment we ran is he just blurted out some vowels and consonants into the microphone, like really heavily distorted. I wrote down on a piece of paper what I thought he was saying. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I was constructing real words and things, and we came up with this lyrics. Complete nonsense, but it generated yeah. an interesting idea. Actually, by it's, by the end of it, it was kind of it's a cool. great little song prompt yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. It was a total just spontaneous thing we decided to do, and it's like okay, <laughs> that worked yeah. well. But um, but yeah, your 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 song in in Locri and Susan, I think um, I think you'll be submitting that to us for, for soon. Our, came uh, the memories. I get to work right on it after this. <laughs> That sounds great. We look forward to that and to everyone else uh, sending in uh, your your submissions, writing in a mode you're not familiar with or in an an unusual mode, whatever that means to you. And um, tonight, uh, we're very happy to uh, re-welcome Americana, Canadiana singer-songwriter Pete Eastmere. And here's a taste of his song, Devil's Taxi. I see the leaves, they're turning brown The sky, an awful shade of amber And we went walking down Sherwood Forest Didn't see Friar Tuck or Little John I'm in a devil's taxi It's taking me round and round I'm in a devil's taxi Taking me further down Pete Eastmere is diving deeper into the Americana Canadiana genre with his new album, Devil's Taxi. The album was created during the shutdown and is a follow-up to Pete's acclaimed album, Keep Your Love Steady, from 2019. The single, Devil's Taxi, is an evocative and emotional journey song rooted in the story of Robin Hood and seen through the lens of a modern world gone mad. Devil's Taxi is co-produced by P.D. Smear and Steve Dawson and the Henhouse Express in Nashville, Tennessee. Influenced by Gordon Lightfoot, Joni Mitchell, Stompin' Tom Connors, and Hank Williams, this album takes the listener on a spirit journey into the heart of Canada. From the gorgeous Lake Superior to Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, the Klondike Gold Rush of 1896, Dawson City, rural southern Ontario, and Devil's Glen and the Mad River. Welcome back to Song Talk Radio, P.D. Smear. Hey, thanks. Thanks very much, Neil. So great to be here. So great to see you again. Uh, Pete last joined us back in uh, 2019 uh, in the before times, uh, live in in a, in a radio station in downtown Toronto where we used to do it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I and, remember uh, that. Now well. you're back, and, and and this is your this is your first release since since then, isn't it? Yeah, things shut down. And uh, hi, Susan. I, I know I said hi to you a little bit earlier, but uh, on the air. Good to yeah, see Peter, you. It's- so nice to meet you and i'm so glad i got to like hear your song before i met you so it's kind of awesome (laughs) 
Thank you so much. So, so how's the, how's the songwriting process been then for you? Like you said, this, this the entire album was written during the the shutdown. What what um, what about the shutdown? <laughs> how did it affect your your songwriting? Well, um, the songs actually came out in. I write in song cycles, which uh, seems to be the way they come out with me. And uh, and most of these songs are actually written um, just before the pandemic. And um, when I was on tour, I, I went out west touring for like three years in a row called uh, the Western Campfires Tour, uh, playing small and large uh, halls. And um, I'm continually writing. And uh, all those songs came out of the right up until 2019, I believe. And uh, so then I thought, well, I can't play live. I can't, you know, I'm sitting mm-hmm. at home. What am I going to do? Um and I had an opportunity to uh, record with one of my uh, uh, first choices in recording, Steve Steve Dawson from Nashville, who's also a Canadian mm-hmm. and uh, such a fine musician. And coincidentally enough, I, I had previously uh, pre-chosen my drummer for this record, which is Gary Craig, mm-hmm. who plays with, with everybody from Bruce Coburn to Jan Arden to Blackie and the Rodeo Kings and uh, is actually a neighbor in Toronto in the East End here. And um, so Steve was working with, with Gary and, uh, and Jeremy Holmes from, from Vancouver. So we connected all, all of us together, the four of us together, and uh, were able to make the record. So you re- you recorded over the pandemic. Was it was a lot of work being done remotely? Like people were doing. Yeah, things it was it was all done remotely. Um, mm-hmm. I had to learn. I I put the guide tracks down in my small studio upstairs here, on the second floor. I had to uh, had to learn a little bit of recording processes, how to <laughs> record my acoustic guitar and vocals, and uh, so it was done. We'd have a Zoom meeting like we're having here today, uh, once a week. And I did it over the process of about a year and a half because I didn't have a lot of money coming in. And, uh, you know, you do do what you can can. So uh, I, I basically did one song a month or sometimes a little more. And we have a Zoom meeting. We talk about the song. And I gave very specific references to uh, what I had in mind for the song. And, uh, and the guide track that I did in guitar is basically the guide track you heard on the record. Um, so there was all the arrangements were done beforehand, right till the last second. Nothing was moved around, so it had to be very precise. Mm-hmm. And uh, and with all these great players, it, it turned out I think pretty well. So, and given given your style of music, and we we don't necessarily talk a lot about production on this on the show since we're a songwriting podcast, but this yeah. is something that's been gnawing at me lately. Being a drummer, did you uh-huh. record your guide tracks to a click, or did you record them? I used to click so that used to click. the okay. drummer would be uh, like right in there and it would be easier for them. Yeah. Uh, and I don't mind using a click because it's, you know, it's kind of cool. Well, yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like, you know, everyone, everyone says, well, you know, the Beatles didn't use a click and, and in the old days they didn't use a click. Yeah, but, they they had, but, but, they, but they had a bunch of guys or guys and gals in a room playing together. And that was what right. creates the tightness. When you're doing it separately, it's really hard you, it's it's amazing what you can if if you if you can't see like if I'm if I'm playing the drums and I can't see the bass player and where his fingers yeah. are moving, it really throws me off, right? And it's like yeah. it's like that those, those, that visual cue is what keeps a band tight. When you, when you don't have that, then you need something else. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
So I think actually the process was um, I I did my guy track and a ghost vocal, and then I redid the vocals later at Canterbury uh, mm-hmm. Music Company in Toronto, all the vocals and background vocals. But um, once I did the guy track, I think the, the drums were actually the first part of it that goes on. Gary did the drums, mm-hmm. and then they added the other parts um, uh, as they saw fit, right? Right on. When especially, I, you know, I think like playing to a click gets a bad rap because mm-hmm. the fact is that especially if you're trying to record remotely, I have no idea how that would happen if we weren't all in time. You know what I mean? Like time is a really important thing, especially when you're trying to send your song out and have other players put their stuff on it and send it back to you. So, yeah, I do. I record with a click that um, I'll try and create like a mini drum track to sing to. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel so static. It doesn't feel as unmusical as a sound on. Yeah, I do that too. I put a drum track behind myself just to get a feel yeah, for right? what I wanted in it. And it uh, was very helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. The, the thing, the thing I'm going through right now with my band is that, is that, a couple of the songs are, are are pretty steady tempo throughout, but there's there's one song in particular that we naturally just playing it live sped up a little bit in the chorus, and then slow down again for the verse. And so you know we actually have like it mapped out like a tempo map where it ramps up, ramps back down to the same tempo as the first verse, and kind of just trying to do it you know so that it feels natural. Because if we tried do we tried doing it you know uh, a recording where it was just steady tempo all the way through, and it just felt wrong. Wow. Yeah. So I think it depends depends on the song, but yeah, I, I'm in favor of, of click anyway. <laughs> okay. So um, so let, tell us a little bit about um, about Devil's Taxi. Where did where did this song come from? Well, it it, uh, it came from uh, a walk my partner and I did in Toronto, actually uh, in uh, Sherwood Park, which uh, I, I always mm-hmm. refer to as Sherwood Sherwood uh, Forest. So we were going on this amazing walk one day. I think it probably was a Sunday. And um, and it was pretty cool. And then uh, the next morning, I, I woke up, as I usually do, and, uh, and had a song idea. And literally, um, I looked out the window, um, and there was this really awesome um, amber sky. Uh, I, I think... I think it was the, the night before. Yeah, it was the sunset. And when I saw it, it was just, it just, it just really moved me. It was like magnificent. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the next morning I, I, I just sat down at the dining room table, literally eight o'clock in the morning and, and, uh, started off. I see the leaves are turning brown, the sky, an awful shade of amber. And the song literally, I guess it kind of wrote itself and, and I incorporated the Sherwood forest into it. And it just kind of just kind of led the way, and I kind of just followed it. And well, with, what, what, what was the kind of unifying idea? Like you got you got this name of this park Sherwood, and you associated Sherwood Forest with it. That's that's kind yeah. of maybe obvious. And then the amber sky. Like what was what was the what was the thing that tied those two things together? Um, I, I think it, it, I'm, I'm I'm very much uh, in tune with the environment around me, so. Um, if something is poetic that I look up in a cloud or in the sky, I, I can put words to it. So uh, I can describe it or I can make it a little bit abstract. And then, of course, uh, I was, I've been a prolific, prolific reader my whole life. And so I know the old stories, the old traditional stories, everything from Robin Hood to Robinson Crusoe to uh, 
you know, Swiss Family Robinson, uh, you know, reading uh, Sherlock Holmes, the complete works. And so I, I, I decided to make this little drama uh, about maybe I was out to meet uh, somebody there. Maybe, maybe I am sort of a Robin Hood character, and I'm trying to find, uh, trying to find my buddies, you know, Friar Tuck and, and Little John, right? They're mm-hmm. larger-than-life characters. And so just introducing them to the story, it, it, it just kind of uh, wrote itself. Now, The Devil's Taxi is very urban. It's, it's what I do. I ride around. You know, it's a juxtaposition. Exactly. I love throwing juxtapositions in. And, uh, and you, you're, you're deep in a force. Now you're like in a very busy urban setting. I don't know whether you saw the video uh, of mm-hmm. the, uh, I mean, there's like 50,000 taxis from all over the world in the video mm-hmm. we did of this. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, um, I'm driving around. I, I, I think I'm going to Grossman's Tavern with all my gear, which is a blues country place in Toronto, mainly blues. But I, I played there quite often. And, uh, you know, you're trying to make a little bit of money and you're paying the dues. I, I always felt very important that, you know, for me, I have to pay my dues by just being out there, whether I'm touring solo across Canada or I'm asked to do a concert somewhere or a, uh, you know, a recording. Uh, it's, it's a building process for me. And uh and so the devil's taxis were all in a devil's taxi. And I also had a very strong impression of uh, Dante's Inferno. Hmm. All these circles of, of, of Haiti going down and down and down. So um, I, I had a very strong impression. I didn't quote that, but it's, you know, it's taking you round and round. Uh, I'm in a da- devil's taxi. Uh, you know, you're going further down. Who knows where you're going to end up, but... Uh, Mm-hmm. It's it was I, I love hearing you talk about it, Peter, because I think that those were the things that I really was struck by in this song. You know, certainly this kind of dichotomy that you have going on between like nature and urban life, right? So we have yeah. the verses are all nature, kind of there are nature elements in all of yeah. the verses. Yeah. Right. Even the one about you going to a club, you you have a stone stuck in your shoe, right? Yeah. So you don't have like a a pencil stuck in your shoe or some kind of tech thing. No, you have yeah. a stone stuck in your shoe, which connects you to nature. Yeah. And then, right. and you, 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 it happens, you know, you get a stone stuck and you have to take your shoe off and you, or you're walking a while. You don't know it, realize any, your, your, your foot is hurting, but if you, right. you know, then it makes you think, what am I doing? You know, uh, when also, I, I, I was oh, also what? struck by the fact that there was this like a uh, kind of, um, I describe it like above ground, below ground. So for me, the verses were all above ground and the chorus was below ground. So we have things happening, you know, and I don't know Sherwood Park. So for me, I can only, I only understood the lyric as being Sherwood Forest and Robin Hood and the sheriff and trying to find, you know, Friar Tuck and Little John. But it was like, we're in nature, but then underneath, there was this, I, I really totally loved that, um, taking me round and round. I totally got that, taking me further down. So it was like, what lurks beneath? And, you know, speaking of a suitcase of memories is a great, you know, metaphor. We have Devil's Taxi. It's a great metaphor. Uh-huh. And yeah. I'm interested, like, how did you, how did you connect those two? Because for me, like, if I were writing 
about Robin Hood, I would probably have gone to a chorus that had more of a, I don't know, more of like a nature aspect. And what made you choose Devil's Taxi? So interesting. I really have no idea. Uh, it came to me as 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 something that is uh, how can I put it? We're, we're we're all on a journey and we're all riding different, you know, uh, vehicles. Whether you're riding a horse, you could you know you're expecting you know uh, Robin Hood might might be riding a horse or something. But we're in the modern. This is twenty twenty three now. We're we're on our electric scooters, or we're on our, our our in our Teslas, or our like me, we're in our Pontiac Vibe 2009, and <laughs> we're, we're getting uh, we're getting around any way we can. I, I was changing the manifold on that today as well, uh, uh, changing the PCV valve um, as one of my jobs. But you know, so you're, we're all we're all in our own unique and and uh, and also shared uh, mode of transportation. And it's and 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 it's the urgency of the modern world where we're driven into traffic jams. We're in we're we're trying to get somewhere, but how do you get there when when everything is so clogged up, mm-hmm. and you're you're at the mercy of a uh, you know of a very nice uh, taxi driver, you know, but at the same time you're stuck in this this cycle, maybe a vicious cycle, and but mm-hmm. also some beautiful things happen as well. So. Uh, you're in a devil's taxi, and uh, you got to you got to pay the price. It's a little bit, you know, so that you can get back to nature, so you can get back to the, uh, mm-hmm. the environment. Um, mm-hmm. Like I grew up in very in kind of the near north, northern Ontario, Wawa, Lake Superior, which is a, mm-hmm. and and but I've, I've spent the last uh, <laughs> um, forty five years in, in living in Toronto, you know. But I'm, if I don't get away camping and my brain, I, I get fried, you know, mm. I, I, if I don't get into nature, like seriously away, then, uh, you know, I go insane. And I think a lot of people are like, that. maybe people don't even know they're insane. Uh, oh, but, sure. uh, but they need to connect with nature to, yeah. uh, to, to make themselves whole, I guess. Yeah. And, and, and that's one of the really amazing things about Toronto and I'm sure other cities as well, is that when you go into places like Sherwood park or, or one of the river, ravines into the bike paths down there and stuff like that you have no idea you're in the middle of a city like it is so Mm. quiet and serene and it's just the river going by and it's it's just like and and all you do is you take the access road like down from the street and it's completely different a completely different world um i i really liked we're gonna listen to the song in a minute the full song in a minute but i really liked the the contrast musically as well between the verse and the chorus because I, I, I didn't i didn't study the chords necessarily but it felt like the the chorus was major or the verse was major and the and the chorus was minor, minor. like it yeah. really went to a dark place right and and yeah. and, and you when you're getting into that lyric the devil's taxi is just taking me round and round you know my my my, my, my thinking on that my interpretation of that and this is what's interesting about your or your approach your very open approach to interpretation and, and letting the listener really decide what, what it's about. Because I saw Devil's Taxi 
excuse me. So devil's taxi. I thought, well, a taxi typically is is something that you go from A to B. It's a it's a straight line most of the time. You, you certainly have a, a a starting point and an end point. But in your very next line, I'm going round and round because it's not a normal taxi. It's the devil's taxi. It's a deceptive right. taxi. It's a taxi that's right. not going to take you from one. Right point to another it is the taxi that's going to keep going around and around in circles and and you never get to your destination so that's kind of an interesting it's a really powerful image and a really a really yeah, interesting thing but... you, uh, yeah like yeah, somebody was telling me the other day it reminded me of a uh, like my my songs are very cinematic mm-hmm. uh, and uh somebody said i you know they've always said they like the title devil's taxi and and always and somebody mentioned robert de niro taxi driver Mm-hmm. It's a little bit. It just somehow those two words they really hit you, "Devil's Taxi," and uh, so you know I went with it. And uh, you, 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 when, I, when I first saw your title, you know what I thought of right away when I heard your song: uh, yeah. "Planes, Trains, and Automobiles." When they land in in Kansas, oh yeah, and the, and the first cab <laughs> driver they go with as like John, uh, John Candy and. Uh, John Candy and um, Steve Martin and Steve Martin, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and the first cab driver they have in in in, in some rural Kansas uh-huh. uh, town has got like the skull and the bones and everything on his on his taxi. When and it's so funny. I went to Devil's Haircut, which is a song by Beck. Yeah, I love that. That's really like you know disturbing and and has also a dystopian kind of feel to it, which your chorus certainly did for me. I just I also wanted to mention. You know, be, I think Neil's right in the sense that I feel like we're never going to get to that destination. And the meter, the meter just can keep ticking. And I wondered how or if that connected with the idea of consumerism money as it relates to the the verse where you talk about the sheriff and that you're going to you're with this arrow you're going to shoot the sheriff should be apples for the poor not just the rich and tart that tart yeah. is really interesting um yeah. was there a, a money connection that you were you were thinking of related to the taxi and the well, and the last verse i i think it was the the inequality of of society you know i was mm-hmm. thinking of it was it was really the the, the have and the have nots mm-hmm. and uh, so it was it was it was pretty it's pretty direct that's what my reference is for that yeah. and those characters the sheriff uh you know had a job to do which was uh, you know capture robin hood and mm-hmm. and robin's job was to 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 keep getting away and and keep feeding the poor. Quite frankly, um, yeah, to, to try to make things. He was a hero, cool. you know. Yeah. And uh, and I think there are people like that around still. And yeah. uh, obviously, both sides of the equation. So uh, I just wanted to to let them know, let people know that you know. Uh, I thought one of the strongest lines was, uh, you know, I'm going to hang him up, going to watch him dangle. That's they just uh, it's, it's it's so visual, and uh, when I was recording that, um, you you have to be. I mean, and the other thing is uh, very interesting. I was producing my own vocals, which which was to me a bit of a nightmare, because mm-hmm. uh, Steve was in in uh, Steve Dawson was in Nashville, and the arrangement was that I would go and do redo my vocals here in Toronto, and um, but you have to be careful not to get too emotional about things so that the song. Mm-hmm. And the word can just hang there. So I didn't, I didn't linger on dangle for very long. I just got the word dangle. And then there's some really nice 
uh, guitar parts and pedal steel that follows it. It just goes down, down, down. Um, okay. So, right. uh, so the, there, there's clearly a lot to unpack there. So let's let's take a listen to the full song, <laughs> and um, we'll get in all those lyrics and all those images and um, and, and all the tasty guitar parts and everything. And uh, yeah, okay. And then we'll uh, talk about it a little bit more on the other side. See the leaves, they're turning brown. The sky, an awful shade of amber. And we went walking down Sherwood Forest. Didn't see Friar Tuck or Little John. I'm in a devil's taxi. It's taking me round and round. I'm in a devil's taxi Taking me further down I'm in devil's taxi With a stone stuck in my shoe Got my gear loaded Gonna make some money Gonna pay some dues I'm in a devil's taxi It's taking me round and round I'm in a devil's taxi Taking me further down Just a rich and hard I'm in a devil's taxi It's taking me round and round I'm in a devil's taxi Taking me further down Down Sherwood Forest 
Dinsy Friar Taco Little John. Wonderful. How, how come you decide to end it with the same verse as you opened it? It's an interesting choice. Uh, it's just the circle, I guess, just mm. going back to where the beginning was. Um, you, the person had this journey, and uh, you're still back in this maybe imaginary la- uh, place where you wrote the song, and you're starting off again, and, and it just goes back to that. Uh, mm. I, thought it, I thought it would be... I thought it'd be strong to just put it in that like that. Mm-hmm. Do you um what I, I also loved the uh the fact that um Amber kind of gives us hell again. So for me, uh-huh. like I like the fact that we kind of come back to that. It's a definitely the, the color was very important. It's like a goldish brown color, amber. Mm-hmm. And uh it's not just amber, it's an awful, awful shade of amber. It wasn't. Exactly. It wasn't pretty. It was. It was. It was just powerful, you know. Right. Right. And so it's almost a. It's it's the color of the song, obviously. Uh, right. So it was important for me to to reinforce that. I guess if I if I want to be a little technical. Yeah. It's interesting because. Oh, sorry. You got that other reference in in the third verse with the with the sheriff. With this arrow, I'm going to pierce the sheriff's heart. It should be apples. I'm like arrow apples. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a, there's an association there, and, but the it, it starts to make me wonder. Isn't that like the how William, William Tell overture. Yeah, the William William Tell thing, right? And it's like, and it's like you've got all these little literary references and things yeah. in there, and and how is is that a is, is it a I guess let me put it this way: is it a fun thing for you to hear? your audience interpret these things in different ways <laughs> because because it is fairly open, right? Like you could read into that and okay, now this has something to do with William Tell. Let me, let me look at that and go, okay, <laughs> what's going on here? Absolutely. I, I, I really want people to have their own interpretation. Um, I, I get, I, I wouldn't get uh, too involved in, in interpreting the song for others. I mean, there, there it's, it, Songs are like a, it's like a word is a springboard, a, a character is a springboard off into, into whatever that person's previous experience of that uh, particular story and metaphor might be. So mm-hmm. I want them to, I want us to, to have our own interpretation, but, you know, enjoy it maybe in their own, in their own way and, and find little meanings in it that sometimes I don't even know what, I, I see a meaning in a song that, that, that I wrote and it it'll be like a year later i'll i'll see where the connection is i mean mm-hmm. sometimes i'll have an obvious connection but then there's other connections right so yeah, yeah so the arrow and the apple of course you know there's lots of talk in the bible about uh, apples and mm. you know oh that's interesting yeah yeah that well, that's true and, and some someone else may interpret it in 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 that way you know mm. there's no serpent in here but <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah but we are in a forest. There yeah, are trees. You never know yeah. what yeah. to find down in the <laughs> and and the devil's there in the, in the right? circles of uh, of the devil's taxi. You know, yeah. so going round mm-hmm. and round. So and is is, is the, and I think I think that's kind of your that's kind of your thing, right? Like you don't you don't write any songs that are just a straightforward storytelling. 
Oh yeah, I, I do. Okay. Um, yeah, like a song off the record, Tom Mix, for instance, was a, a song about a guy, uh, Tom Mix, not the guy from the, the 20s and 30s who was a movie actor, but he was a guy from uh, Creamore, Ontario, that worked with my father in, in the woods, because... Uh, mm. And uh, at Devil's Glen, actually, the devil, the devil's kind of runs through this whole record, kind of interesting, Canada. Mm. Mm. And um, so it was a story about this friend of mine, Tom Mix, who worked with my dad and uh, in the woods. And um, and I used to tag along on Saturdays and go and uh, hang out with him with my dog, my border collie lady. And uh, we drank coffee with lots of sugar in it out of aluminum thermos. <laughs> and uh, he chewed tobacco, so it's right in the song. And he uh, he was my first person offering me to chewing tobacco at, at age eight. And I, mm. I pretended, you know, I always wanted to be older than than I, than I was. You know, I never thought I'd, I'd reach this grand old age, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I always wanted to be older. So I was always doing whatever the adults were drinking coffee with sugar and chewing mm. tobacco, which I didn't like. But you know, I, I didn't tell them that. Huh. That was so. Check out Tom Mix at some point. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's cool. It's interesting that you, that you just as you're comfortable floating both ways. Like I don't know if many songwriters kind of are weighed to one side or the other. Literal storytelling or more abstract imagery. Something. Yeah, I don't know. I can go. Uh, I can go wherever wherever the muse takes me. I mean, I I try not to censor myself. I try not to edit myself too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I end up writing a lot of crap. Uh, but then I write some really good stuff as well. So that's the stuff I hope you hear on record. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I love the, uh, the, I also wanted to talk about the fact that, you know, point of view is really interesting in a song. So you mm-hmm. can write in third, nor- normally story songs are written in third person point of view. So in this case, it would be like, he's in a devil's taxi. So we'd, we'd kind of have a distance from the story. Yeah. And that's what happens, especially a lot with songs that have a lot of literary references in them. It's usually far. Or it could have been in second person point of view where you use the you. So you becomes the I. So you'd be you're in a devil's taxi, you know, taking taking you round and round. You're in a devil's taxi. And I thought it was really interesting that you chose first person to write from because it gives us a really wonderful sense of intimacy. Um and it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, I know you're kind of saying that we're all in attack. We're all in the devil's taxi. But I think by putting it on yourself, it doesn't come off as preachy in any way, right? Because yeah. you're, it's yeah. a first person mm-hmm. song. I thought that was okay. cool. I'm just leading my own life and, uh, you know, having like, this is, this is the frame of reference is myself. And so I talk about, I did this and uh, I saw the leaves and I'm in a devil's taxi and, and, I'm talking to the sheriff, or I've heard what the sheriff said, yeah. uh, and my reaction yeah. to it. Yeah, because of the sheriff verse is the only verse that's in third person, without the without the I. But yeah, it's an, it's an interesting perspective because it's like it's like this is how I see the world, but this is how I see the world. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it is very much very much the, the, the personal uh, point of view. I think okay. as a as a as a writer, a songwriter, you have you have to you really have to own your own lyric and 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 invest as much as you can in it. That's what I do. I, I write a lot of personal stuff, how I feel about things. Um, but it's, it's about, but also I'm trying to entertain people. I'm trying to, I'm trying to coax something out of them by telling a story. And at the same time there, they might 
be edified a little bit uh, about point, about my point of view. I'm not trying to preach that to them, but if they if they think again about something, I, I think that's I'm, I'm cool with that. You know, we are very cool with that too. Okay, <laughs> thanks so much, Pete Eastmere. Um, that's about all the time we have. Uh, special thanks to Pete. Uh, where can our listeners hear more of your music, Pete? Sorry, what's that? Where, where can our listeners hear more of your music? Oh, um, well, you can hear it on uh, YouTube. I have uh, my own channel, uh, PD Smear, uh, and you can hear. You can follow me on Instagram, PD Smear Music, and uh, what else? Uh, my website at uh, pdsmear.com, and uh, I'm doing a show coming up on June the 16th at Drone Taberna on uh, Queen Street in Toronto. Uh, accompanied by uh, David Baxter, uh, a really good guitar player. And um, then I'm just planning a, a summer tour, which uh, I can't tell you what it is right now. I'm still in the works. Okay. And, uh, you know, just playing more music. Awesome. Okay, and we will link to your stuff uh, on the show post um, for this episode. And uh, we want to hear from you, our listeners, so please send your comments twist Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram to at songtalkradio or send us an email, feedback at songtalk.ca. Also be sure to check out our YouTube channel for live performance videos and full episodes. Subscribe today to the Song Talk Radio podcast on your favorite podcast provider and find links to all the products, books, and web services we mention on the show on our resources page on the website. And please join us at our next monthly Song Talk meetup. Whether you're in Toronto for our in-person meetups or anywhere in the world for our online meetups, it's free to join on meetup.com and free to attend. Bring a song and a lyric sheet and get constructive feedback from other songwriters. There's a dog. <laughs> Stop by songtalk.ca for the week. She had to make an appearance here somewhere. Of course. Uh, okay, you can you can follow me at neilmody.com. Uh, you can follow Susan at Susan C Music on Instagram. On, on Instagram, which is blowing up as we speak. And um, and Pete, uh, your Instagram is the best place for people to follow you on social. Yeah, yeah, because they'll follow all my tours and all the uh, the various stuff that I'm doing. Yeah. Cool. All right. And there's Facebook uh, music page as well, PD Smear. PD Smear, Okay, perfect. Okay, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure to stop by the website, songtalk.ca, to browse past shows and find out how you can be a guest. Thanks for tuning in and keep on writing. <laughs>